Welcome to the Let's Remember This podcast where we're taking time to slow down, sit down, and spend time in scripture. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I encourage you grab a pen, grab your Bible, a notebook, and let's not only read scripture, but let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak and let's remember this. Well, welcome everyone to another bonus episode this summer. Uh, this is the second one where just kind of taking time to not walk through um, scripture per se like we normally do, but just kind of hear from some different voices. So I'm super excited about our guest today, and he's going to share about himself in just a minute. But we're going to talk about um, just kind of rhythms and finding rhythm in life. And so I'm super excited to have Pastor Chris Griffith with us. So Chris, why don't you go ahead and just share with everyone a little bit about who you are? What's up? What's up? I'm so, so thrilled to be on the pod today. Um, this is one of my favorite pods to listen to. So when I go back and listen to this episode, it'll be uh, kind of a dream come true. It'll be Whoa. awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, a little bit about myself. So I am uh, a kind of a lot of different things. I'm a pastor, church leader, um, musician, worship leader, um, grew up in the church, but uh, I am a husband as well, married to uh, my wife, Sarah. We've been married now for uh, it'll be 11 years this year, which is wild. Uh, come on, somebody for... Uh, or some good godly marriage. Um, yep. And then I have two stepkids. And yeah, I find myself currently living in Chicago, Illinois. Um, grew up as a PK, but I promise I was a good one. Um, <laughs> and so good parents were, yep, yep. Parents were pastors, but my dad also served in the U.S. Uh, Air Force. So kind of moved around quite a bit as a kid and um you know that really has marked my time but one of the things that was most important to our family was just like this foundation of faith and learning how to follow God in the midst of just like crazy career choices and all the things that life can bring and so yeah um that's that's a little bit of my story so good yeah well Thanks for sharing all that. A lot of like, even me starting this podcast, Chris, you were a huge part of encouraging me to do it, have been part of the journey from the beginning. So I feel like this is long overdue having you on, honestly, long, long Come on, overdue. come on. Um, maybe we're saving the best for last, you know, but, but oh, not last. for sure. More to come, more to come, <laughs> but you know, we're here. So oh, one man. of the things that, you know, we talk about like on the Let's Remember This podcast is finding ways to like spend scripture or spend time in scripture daily and just kind of building that habit and that rhythm, really just seeing the value in learning how to hear the voice of God through scripture, um, not just, you know, once a week when we go to church, but every single day. And rhythms is something that I know you are so passionate about. And so when I wanted to kind of touch on this as a little bonus episode, you were perfect person to do this. So do you just want to maybe share a little bit of why you think like rhythms are so important in life and how they have like changed your relationship with God? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, so much so that uh, when in 2020, when we planted a church, that was the name of our church yeah. <laughs> uh, was rhythm. And, um, you know, I just, I fully believe in 
that following Jesus is so much more than um, a list of rules or um, just so much more than, um, you know, even the preconceived cultural uh, non-written uh, rules that we follow, but it's all about um, the practices and the way that we actually flesh out our relationship with God. You know, yeah. it's such a cliche statement that, you know, this isn't a religion, this is relationship, right. but I totally believe in that. I believe that rhythms, our, our habits, our practices, the way we live our life creates kind of the the essence or the spirit of the, our life that we live. And so if uh, not that rhythms alone are the power, but I believe that half the battle is just having the correct uh, rhythms in our lives to create a sustainable foundation for us to have a thriving relationship with Jesus. And so um, I think that's why it's so important. And so, um, you know, for me, um, I remember the first time I kind of heard this word rhythm and in the context of uh, following Jesus. And yeah. uh, it was back in 2018, I was serving on staff at a church. Um, and I had been there for, you know, at this time for probably about four or five years. And it was a very fast paced church. Um, you know, uh, we were on the fastest growing church list every year. And that was, you know, uh, a thing. And it was, it was cool. And a lot of good stuff was happening. And, you know, for the first time in my church work life, it was like, it felt like we could tangibly see, um, you know, God's favor and things happening. But I began to, um, you know, witness as time went on that um, it seemed as if uh, the church got really good at bringing people into the doors of the church mm. and uh, meeting people in those places, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but we didn't really know what to do after that. And wow. so I believe you know, when you look at the crux of the Great Commission, it starts with the with that. It says, go into the world and preach the gospel. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't end there. It says, go into the world, preach the gospel, uh, and then make disciples is the mm -hmm. secondary piece right. that is in there. But I think one of the most missed pieces by the American church. And so what we were seeing and experiencing was just a lot of people who didn't really know what to do next. You get saved. You uh, give your life heart to Jesus, but what's next? Yeah. And so that's where I became really passionate about this thing about, you know, establishing healthy rhythms, about discipleship, about, you know, leaning into some of these things. And um, literally my prayer of just being in that kind of culture for a while was like, things were good, things were happening, but I began to feel this like sense of burnout coming. And I'm like, mm. God, why am I burning out? What's wrong with me? Like, I should be excited that all these people are coming to know Jesus and we should be excited about that thing. But my heart was longing for something to see people deep in their relationships. And so yeah. I remember, I remember I was talking to a friend. Um, actually it's funny cause we're not even that close of friends, but uh, more of an acquaintance yeah. and uh, we're having this conversation and you know, he's just like, I'm like, dude, what's wrong with me? And he's like, man, like, you and Sarah, like, you just got to find the right rhythm. You just got to find the right rhythm. And he kept wow. saying it. And I, wow. I believe every time he said that word, it was kind of like, uh, just like uh, nails on a chalkboard. And I just like really paid attention to it. Like, oh, and, um, you know, several years before that, um, 
you know, I, I, I've read, I read the Bible. I've been reading the Bible most of my life uh, since I grew up in church. And, um, you know, we grew up on the new King James version or King James version. So oh, super OG. And so I remember one of the first times I got the message translation. Um, it really, certain verses really came, to, came alive to me. And so this one particular passage of scripture, um, I remember having the conversation with a friend and he kept saying the word rhythm, rhythm, rhythm over and over again. And this one particular passage of scripture came back to me and it's from Matthew 11, verse 28. And basically it was literally like um, the, when I read it again, after this conversation, it was like the words that I was praying and all the things I was processing through and thinking through, it was like right there on the page, the answer to. And so Matthew 11, 28, um, basically says, uh, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? It says, get away with me and I'll show you how to recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Wow. And so it just came alive and like that sealed it for me in my head. That's like, oh, like this thing of rhythm really has some like skin to it. And I really feel like the Lord is calling us, uh, my wife and I at the time to, uh, to really jump into what does it look like to create a healthy community centered around um, not just what it takes to get into the doors of the church, but what it takes to also be discipled and, and follow through on uh, these healthy rhythms. And so, yeah, um, we wow. started doing that and uh, yeah. That's a little bit of that story. No, okay. So there's so many things that I feel like I like want to comment or ask more questions on um, that you kind of highlighted. And I think one of them is, is you're talking about like the Great Commission and this idea of, yeah, that call to like go into all the world, preach the gospel, but then like make disciples. Like, so yeah, it's so much more than just people praying a prayer or whatever that looks like for them to say, okay, yes, I'm following Jesus, but now like what? Now what am I following? And I think that is a huge hang up for so many of us. And I think even as, you know, we're both pastors and in the church world, I think that sometimes maybe not everybody knows if you're not in ministry that it can be really hard as pastors to find rhythms with Jesus and to find times to, to truly just like be with him, but also recognizing we cannot make a disciple of Jesus if we ourselves are not first a disciple of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that is so huge for us is like how do we as everyday believers, whether you're working in the church or you're working in a school, you're working in a business, like how do we learn to be disciples of Jesus? And so you kind of hit on like a few of them. Um, And thank you for like, yeah, just sharing so much of that story. I think that's so helpful to hear. Like what are some of those rhythms like now that you have started that have like really changed your relationship with God? Totally. Yeah. And I mean, hate to bring up another cliche, but, you know, I I do believe it to be so true of you can never lead people to a place you've never been. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's so that's such an overused statement sometimes in the church world, but it it is so true. And there's so much truth in it as leaders or pastors or whatever you may find yourself doing, like, you know, you're you're a leader of something. And, um, you know, if you're looking to uh, grow in whatever area like you have to learn how to um, do it first before you can lead others through it and so that was one of the things so some of the things that I I think are are super helpful um, have been um, just number one just a constant reminder that before I do anything else 
before I'm anything else, before I'm a husband, pastor, before I'm a son, uh, a, a, a brother, an uncle, before I'm any of those things, I'm a child of God. Like yeah. I am built for relationship with God, the father, and everything kind of stems out of that. Because at the end of the day, like we have some, you know, relationships and I believe heavily in like having, you know, good work-life balance and, you know, that your family should come before work and all the things, right? But at the end of the day, even family can become an idol um, in our lives if, wow. if we put it in the position that it's not supposed to be. And so um, as as important as family is, and I love my family, my family loves me, but I'm so grateful for that value being instilled in me from an early age that at the end of the day, like whatever labels we have and whatever things we are, like we are first and foremost children of God. And so yeah. we must cultivate that relationship. And so, you know, um, yeah, even in my own like pastoral ministry, like I've, I've found it like, man, I can never lose sight of the fact that I need to first seek the heart of the father um, before even all the stuff that I do ministry wise, even before like, preparing for sermons or, you know, writing songs or this ministry opportunity or this or that, even good things. So, so good things, but none of that uh, should come before uh, what it looks like to uh, cultivate an intimacy with the Lord. And so, yeah, I just think it kind of is birthed out of that. Now I will say uh, I'm, I'm not as dogmatic as most people. I think there are a lot of different ways we can um, do that. Um, you know, obviously the scripture reading is a great way um, to, to start. You know, if we want to know the thoughts and the words and see the big picture of God, we can know his thoughts through reading scripture. Uh, we can uh, have proof of his character and his nature through reading the scripture. So I think the scripture is an amazing way to start. Um, but, um, you know, I don't think it's there's a one size fits all. Some, yeah. some people uh, really thrive uh, in that lane. And some people thrive in uh, when it comes to times of prayer and worship, um, mm -hmm. whether that's throwing on a song and, and just going for getting in the car and and uh, just, you know, opening up, praying and, and, and letting the Lord, uh, <laughs> letting it out to the Lord, I, I would like to say. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. I think the most important is just cultivating that intimacy. So scripture reading is great. Prayer and worship is great. Um, recently, a new thing that I've kind of started uh, within the last um, kind of couple years, <laughs> just I think solely because of the COVID, uh, you know, pandemic that we walked through has been this idea of Sabbathing. And um, I know that's a new practice uh, for myself and maybe a lot of others out there where, um, I just have really leaned into this idea that um, that I can do more with six days and giving the Lord uh, one day of just rest and recuperation and just intimacy and, and checking in and being connected to the Lord than I can if, of seven days of just trying to yeah. like run about and make all these things happen and scurry through my day and check off everything off the to-do list that, you know, by taking time and saying, Lord, I'm giving this day to you, dedicating this day to you so that I can uh, recharge and refresh. Um, and that's been a great rhythm that I've implemented in my life that has helped me to kind of cultivate this sense of like dependency on God, but yeah. also like this sense of like, hey, like before I'm any of these things, like this is the core of who I am. 
And uh, you know, if you're if you're a student of Scripture, you would know that in Scripture we're we're actually commanded to 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 keep the Sabbath right. holy, to 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 make that a day that's like dedicated to the Lord. And so, um, you know, I, I know like not everybody's there, and I know some people find themselves like, hey, like I work multiple jobs, I do all these different things, but it has really made the world a difference in my life. That's amazing. Um, you know, when I'm such a like on the go person, like I'm I'm like a high energy person. I'm here, I'm there, I'm traveling, I'm doing this, but I never want to forsake the time to just stop and pause and really bring it back to, uh, you know, this state of rest. Yeah, no, that's so good. Okay. Well, I want to ask you on that because, um, yeah, I love what you're saying of too. It's like, everybody's so different. And I have found that as well. in like, when it's trying to like get into these kind of like spiritual rhythms and practices, um, of, some people they're like, I need a really set in stone, like Bible reading plan. And I need yep. this, I need that. And other people are like, that's going to kill me. That's going to, you know, discourage me <laughs> in a box. Like, I just want to like magically open and turn to a page that the Lord leads me. Like everybody is so different. And I think that's really good to like continue to learn about ourselves and learn like how did God uniquely wire me uh, and how yeah. do I relate to him as a unique person made in his image, you know? So yes. I think that's so good. Um, but you're talking about like starting a new kind of like rhythm or spiritual practice of Sabbath. And I think that's something I would love for you to maybe share more on like, okay, when you started to kind of sense like, yeah, there, I want to explore this new spiritual practice. And I want this to be a part of like this rhythm of my life, like not just something I do occasionally, but I want to create this rhythm. Like, how did you do that? Because I think that a lot of people maybe are familiar with like, yeah, I should you know, it's good to be in scripture every day. It's good to pray every day. But then there are other rhythms of like fasting and, you know, now, yeah, silence and solitude and all these different things. So for you, it was Sabbath. How did you kind of start that? And then what does that look like now? And like, how did you do that in like a sustainable way? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, For me, it came out of uh, uh, a humbled moment. I always like to say, uh, when there are things in our lives, either we can choose to humble ourselves or the Lord will, will humble us. Mm, that's a word. <laughs> and so, yes. And so for me, like I mentioned, you know, I was coming out of just living in fast paced ministry life, just like go, 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 go. I mean, I'm married. I have all this stuff going on. And I just found myself completely burnt out. And like, I have no idea how to do this so my rest came out of a forced place and so um you know upon just like trying to like make my way back and just trying to like refresh myself obviously I I, you know went on a retreat and was just you know seeking the Lord and and just trying to like figure out like asking mentors and people like what what can I do to like you know create healthy rhythms so that I don't burn out because if I just like you know, do all this great stuff. But at the end of the day, I burn out, then like, I've missed it. And so I'm like, there's got to be a better way um, to all of this. And and that was kind of what I prayed. And and, and again, with a mentor, um, I was kind of quickly uh, brought to this thought and this idea of uh, Sabbath. And so I just really began to chase it to the ground. And, um, you know, there's a, um, a lot of great teaching out there, but one that I kind of really fell in love with was John Mark Homer's um, idea of ruthless elimination of hurry. And so I got his book, read his book and um, was like, oh, like, this is it. Like, this is, you know, the missing ingredient in my normal everyday rhythm. Like I do, 
I do the good stuff, but I don't do the stuff that kind of re- recharges, refills and, and does that. And so, yeah, I just began to like study Sabbath and uh, through a lot of great resources and um, yeah, started implementing it to, into my life. Now, initially and early on, I mean, it was, you know, it was slow. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, anything earth shattering. I mean, it started out as something that was very surface level. It's like, look, like I'm not working today. Like I'm turning my phone off, like I'm not answering work emails. Like I'm just going to be, um, you know, chilling, relaxing. And it just started out very surface level. But I think it was an important step because if we never like uh, walk towards it, um, Sabbath is so counter cultural, like it will be hard to like really recognize what a thriving Sabbath is. And so I just started yeah. where I was at. I started very small. Um, and then it just began to build. And um, then I began, you know, more like a more robust version of Sabbathing where I'm instead of just like resting and just relaxing all day or just like vegging out and watching TV, like I was like, you know, this is the time I'm going to actually unplug. I'm going to actually like read a paperback book. Uh, if yeah. anybody knows knows me, like I'm a big technology guy. Like I love iPads and all this stuff. And so I have a ton of books on my iPad. And so I even had to be like, I'm not going to read a book off of yeah. my iPad. Because it's how quickly do you get a notification? You got a Facebook thing and you're like, oh, 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 I'm going to go respond to that. And um, I, I don't get super legalistic about it. But again, I felt like the, the discipline was necessary in order to really live out the heart and posture of Sabbath. Right. And so, um, yeah, I just began to do stuff like that. And I began to just see it just have so many effects. I, I began to like notice my like level of anxiety in general was just like way more manageable. And like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like uh, less things became like less urgent. And I just, I don't know, just life, the pace of life just felt a little different. And so um, I've just seen a lot of benefits in that. And so one of the cool things that I was able to do is um, again, after leading myself through this, like about a year and a half, um, you know, at at our church, I was able to, I started a, um, basically a Sabbath circle. So I just like a small group. And I was like, I'm sure there's a lot of other people kind of like me who like live fast paced lives who, you know, are high energy people who are like, grinding, just trying to make it in a big city like Chicago that, you know, could benefit from what would it look like uh, to live or lean into, you know, that idea of unforced rhythm of grace? Like, what does that look like? And so um, we started a small group and it was really cool because I didn't know how many people would be interested, but, um, you know, we had about 20 or so folks show up and um, that are all like, you know, they some of them work at, uh, you know, the McDonald's world headquarters, some are uh, doc- some are doctors, some are lawyers, some are, uh, um, I got a, a few accountants in our so group. So did you so have McDonald's have... for your Sabbath feast then? We did not, actually. I, uh, Missed I opportunity. Did a... <laughs> I did a lot of cooking on the grill. So, uh, That's you incredible. know, we, we, did, we did the whole thing. But yeah, we just, it was really cool just to like, it was something super simple, but we got people around the table we made a fantastic meal. We delighted ourselves in the Lord. It was beautiful. And we just talked about what would it look like to trust God with this one day? I mean, it's it's essentially the same conversation when we talk about generosity. It's like, you know, when as believers, we're called to like trust the Lord in every area of our life, but like 
in the area of generosity, uh, you know, some of us choose to uh, follow the scripture where it says, you know, we give our we give our tenth and our tithe to the Lord, and and we trust Him with like the ninety percent of uh, of our income, and um, we can do more with ninety and trusting yeah. the Lord with ten than we can with a hundred, uh, all on our own. And so, it, kind of the same concept. It's like I'm gonna give this day to the Lord. He's asked us to take the Sabbath, right. make it holy, and so. That's kind of what we did. And um, it was really, really unique and really, really cool to see people and just the stories that were coming out. Like people were like, man, like because of this, like, um, you know, I, I'm I'm working less. I'm getting more done. Yeah. Um, I'm giving the Lord more of my time and I'm able to actually lean into some other areas that the Lord has called me to. And uh, anxiety okay. levels are down. My marriage is better. You know, my my parenting, um, I have more time with my kids, just like all this stuff um that uh you know we are so anxious about but when we really release and in, to the lord and have play with the open hand like the lord always shows up and um is yeah. faithful to, to meet us no, in that space. that's incredible well and i think what's cool is like you sharing like so it's you know it was a new rhythm in your life and then the opportunity to invite other people into that i think is so powerful as well because even that it's kind of like establishing like a rhythm of community and yeah, letting people in and not doing life alone and all of those things. So I think just kind of like in wrapping this up, like what would you maybe share to people that are feeling like and maybe relating to what you've shared in the beginning felt like out of rhythm and like, where do I even begin? What do I do? This isn't working. Like how would you encourage people that feel like they are out of rhythm and they need to establish new rhythms in their life? as a disciple of mm-hmm. Jesus. Yes. Well, I think it's important that we take an audit um, of our own hearts, right? Um, you know, the scripture, the dangerous prayer of search me, Lord, <laughs> you know, uh, search, search my ways. Like, tell me like the, the things that are kind of keeping me from, yeah. you know, experiencing you. Because I, I would say like a lot of people have this kind of mentality versus, you know, like how it looks to follow God and the church and like all this stuff. And, and, and ultimately it stems from a, um, a lack of a vision for what a healthy relationship with the Lord looks like. Wow. You know, scripture, scripture says my people perish for lack of vision. So people uh, find themselves separated or isolated from the Lord because they don't have a good vision of, what a thriving, healthy relationship with the Lord can look like. And so I think, I think it's just important to like audit, you know, yourself and, and your, and like your heart, you know, and your time, how you use your time, um, you know, where you spend your treasure um, and, and, and how you're using your talent. Inevitably, like I said, like, first and foremost, we're created as children of God. We were made for fellowship and relationship with, with our God. And so if that relationship is out of whack and out of alignment, then clearly there needs to be a few things that, that we start to take a look at. And so, yeah, I would, I would encourage, like I said um, earlier, you know, we all uh, have different personalities and we can kind of relate to God in different ways. And so if someone's finding themselves, you know, out of whack, I, I would say, Another, you know, just kind of side piece to that is, you know, pray in this season that, you know, you would, your heart would be receptive to be stretched by the Lord, to be like, because at the end of the day, like when you think about um, being stretched, it's like, if, 
if, if a particular material stays in its same state and it's never expanded out, like it can only be that. It's, it's only at the point that you sh are stretched that you can form and morph into something else. And at the end of the day, like we're trying to be formed into the ways of Jesus. Right. And so we can never be formed if we're not stretched. And so it's like, look, like you may be tr like, feeling worn out and the answer to it may be doing something that feels like so foreign or so like, uh, I don't want to do that. That seems so boring or I don't want to, Oh, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. But it could actually be the thing that brings your life spiritual vitality. Wow. And so I would just say, start there, start, yeah. start by uh, praying the prayer, like search my heart, God. And then, you know, not being afraid to be stretched in a way that's not comfortable to you because we all know i mean it's a basic leadership axiom like we cannot grow if we're not stretched and um you know that whole spiel or whatever but yeah i, I think it just boils down to um you know putting our relationships in the right uh order and the right alignment and then yeah not being afraid to try new things and not being a trade not being afraid to be stretched uh, when the Lord uh, inevitably responds with whatever he responds with. And so, um, yeah, that, that, that would be kind of like my, my three things that I would um, just recommend to, to people that are feeling worn out and uh, feeling like they need some new rhythms in their life. Awesome. Well, that was so, so good. So I feel like so many things um, that I'm like, yeah, definitely. I need to, he to hear today and be reminded of. Um, so thanks for taking the time to share all of that. You are, I know, one of the busiest people in the world. I think busier <laughs> than me, which is kind of hard. And then not proud as we're like ruthless elimination of hurry. Um, yeah. Gosh. So thank you for your time in sharing oh, all sure. of these thoughts. Really appreciate it. And we just encourage everybody, you know, listen to this. Um, even again, if there's things that stuck out, um, like I love where you shared earlier, Chris, like that story of with that friend of when he kept saying rhythm, it was like that word was just highlighted and it's like God was doing something. And so yes. just encourage you, even as you listen to be like, God, is there anything you're highlighting in my life that I need to just go back to? So yep. this yep. is has been an incredible conversation. And thank you all for listening um, and would encourage you to continue listening as we go through Mark this summer um, and stay tuned for more bonus episodes. Have a great week.